Welcome to the JMS Podcast with Jorge M. Sanchez. Thank you for coming back for another great episode. We have another great guest. Today's guest is musician Marty Murillo. It has been a while since he's been here. And he is here to promote his new EP album. It is now available to download on SoundCloud, Bandcamp, and on Spotify. It is called Love Stories. And I highly recommend you to go check it out and download it. Support this musician. He is going to play an acoustic original at the end of the interview. And before we go to the interview, we actually going to play one song from that new EP album. The 3rd of December. Man, I love this uh, version of his song. I, I remember he played this song uh, quite a lot of times, you know, acoustically, by himself. But this is the first time with a, a production behind it. And it sounds amazing. So as soon, if you dig it, please, you can visit... Bandcamp or SoundCloud and download it and you can do all that while you're listening to his uh, interview see how easy it has become in the 21st century to multitask and support local musicians at the same time it's possible it's very possible I hope you guys spent your 4th of July uh, I hope you spent it very great I hope you guys stayed uh, cool it's still hot as shit out there I don't know how you guys are surviving. I'm barely surviving it. Top of that, I'm still re- recovering my face. You know, ever since I shaved off the beard, I have a constellation of acne that still won't go away. I'm washing it daily and putting on different, you know, creams. But nope, I just got to be patient. Got to be patient. Um, some people are telling me, maybe I should go see a doctor. It's like, no, let's, let's give it a little more time. All right, it can't be that bad. All right. Feels like those teenage high school years where every day you got a new pimple you got to deal with. Another day of anxiety, another day of realizing that what's her name is never gonna gonna say yes when you ask her for prom, and uh, and you know it's a good feeling. I'm feeling young again, believe it or not, with this acne situation. Uh, talk about Fourth of July. I spend it. Okay, here's the truth about my Fourth of July is I uh, I'm gonna call it out. It's probably too early because Oscar season hasn't happened yet. But on Fourth of July, I think I watched one of my favorite movies of 2017 it is this very short independent well it's not short what did I say that but it's a feature length independent film that was screening at a camera 3 theater and I was like you know what? it's 4th of July nobody called me to hang out feeling kind of lonely maybe I'll go watch a movie and it's this uh, independent feature film called Mod. don't get it confused for Harold and Mod, which is also a classic uh, but Maud, it was actually uh, based on a true story on this Canadian folk artist. And I was just amazed, you know. And I just went and I, went to go watch it on a whim. Because it's like, okay, well, alright. If I'm going to be going to go watch a film on 4th of July all by myself. Um, let's see what, what, what films are available. And this one had, uh, what's his name? Oh, God. Why am I blanking on his name? I should probably bring up the uh, information on this movie gonna kill me once I find out what his name is it's gonna just kill me but he was in um, let's see Ethan Hawke of course Ethan Hawke training day and you know what Uh, I feel his performance in mod is was uh, it reminds you of his uh, performance in training day kind of no it's actually different no, guys, I don't know what I'm talking about. All I know is that it was a great film. I enjoyed it. Although, it, it may be one of the best movies of 2017, but it was really also one of the worst theater-going experiences of 2017. There was a, uh, I'm sure it was a homeless uh, 
mentally ill gentleman who was in the uh, in the screening, and he uh, you know he did what he usually do. You know you know what they usually they do. They make their noises. They they, they have their their inside conversations, and uh, and who who was I to judge? I didn't want to kick him out. I can't blame him. It's San Jose. It's camera three. All right. It's not his fault that he's here. The city, you know, obviously uh, doesn't takes care of its uh, mentally ill and the homeless. So the fact that he's here in the screening is part of the best thing for him. Maybe he's looking for a uh, connection back into reality, and through this act of communal entertainment, is his last way out. Maybe that's how that's the most normal he feels. So who was I to be like, no, dude, like, maybe I should talk to a manager, tell him to get this guy out of here. It's like, no, man, let him enjoy the movie. Even at the cost of, of you know, talking too loud to himself and always with the possibility of him having some kind of a schizophrenic episode and stab me in the neck in the middle of the, of the movie. And, uh, and I was like, I waited out and I was like, you know, it's okay. If he kills me in the middle of this screening, it's such a great film. I don't mind it. So, um, and, and camera three, I mean, I like camera three for what it is, but come on, the, the whole, I, I, I really don't like how it looks like inside this whole psycho donuts design. It's, it's really kills the vibe of, uh, well, who am I? Everybody digs it, I guess. I don't know. I just don't enjoy the aesthetics of it. Looks all trashy looking and you get, you're just walking in with the, with the, you can just smell the, the flesh and leather. Oh yeah. Anyway. Mod, go see it if you have the opportunity, and if you see uh, my buddy, the the uh, mentally ill homeless guy in there, tell him hi for me. All right, maybe he'll spare you if he does uh, get into a violent fit. Who knows? All right, that's what I gotta say about that. Mod, great film. Saw it in July fourth. Then I went to go see some fireworks, and um, a lonely July fourth, but it was a good one. I, I can't complain this year. All right, let's go on to our interview with Marty Murillo. You can also subscribe to this podcast if you're listening for the first time on iTunes. Uh, I was about to say Spotify. Can you have podcasts on Spotify? That's an interesting question. But you could download or subscribe these podcast episodes also on Stitcher Radio and on SoundCloud. Please check out the JMS Podcast uh, website at jmspodcast.com. And you can email me at jmspodcast at gmail.com. Say hi. Say if you enjoyed this interview. Uh, if you did not enjoy this uh, interview, please don't email me. I don't want to hear about it. But uh, other than that, here is 3rd of December, straight off the new EP album, Love Stories by Marty Murillo. And the song he performs at the end was called Wild Over You. Oh, fuck. I think it's called Wild Over You. Wild For You. Oh, he's going to kill me. He's going to kill me. If Marty's listening in and he goes, God damn it, Jorge, I told you like twice already. But I'm pretty sure it's wild over you. Yeah, fuck it. Here's Marty Maria.
to have you back here in the podcast studio hey hey uh, how you do what you checking there on your phone just, just trying to kill my phone are you texting what why we just started the podcast <laughs> <Yeah>. really <laughs> it's a little bit this is not that important to me <laughs> <laughs> i can tell you walk in it's like oh yeah you know i got another podcast to go to you just you have to say that you're just making the rounds right you have to say that yeah i, th- I thought i thought mine was special to you it is special to you you're like one of my best friends here like you're so cool to me all right, Marty, before we go on, there's something we need to address. Oh, shit. It's a rather serious subject. Are you serious? Uh, yes, I'm very serious. And that is that people keep confusing me for you. Oh, Jesus. And it's getting out of control. Is Get your control? fans into in line. All right, Marty? Get your fans in line. I'm so sorry. All right? Every time. And this is one of the reasons why I, I can't. No, I'm joking at that point. But I get nervous when I go to Red Rock or when I go to Frascati. <laughs> 
I don't want to pull the race card, but it's usually a white guy. It is a white guy. I who know. go who goes? Hey, Marty. Yeah. Good job on that song, uh, Marty. Yeah. Exactly. Oh, Marty, go sleep with my wife, Marty. And I'm like, I'm wait, not wait. Marty. You get that? You get it? Nah. I'm Let me know. Kidding. Call me. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. But but I will sleep with people's wives. <laughs> But It'd be super awkward on a serious level, Marty. Though <laughs> it, it, it is getting a little like at first it was cute, right? I was like, yeah. oh yeah. But at this point, it's like, come on, dude. Like we come don't on. look alike. We yeah. do. Well, and you're we, like we, super more fit than me. Like you have this body, oh, sh- dude. I'm getting fat. I'm trying. You have this I'm bodyguard try- thing. Going I'm trying on. to diet, dude. It's not. I'm feeling even more bloated. Oh shit! Actually, you slimmed down quite a bit from the the last time you were here. Really? Like, That's cool. Which was what, like a year ago, year and a half yeah, ago. You did yeah. slim down. You hitting Thanks. the gym? No, I'm just like uh, not eating. Cause I, <laughs> starving ourselves it's my EP diet because I have to pay for all these CDs and stuff oh yeah <laughs> 300 bucks or something man. that is a good uh, incentive to put out an album is to yeah. lose weight yeah P- oh, that, PB&J that's my Dude, you don't I str- literally before I came I ate P- PB&J you don't stress eat uh, I just don't have the money to stress eat really Right Dude, now. I need to get on your diet man it seems to be just working you're looking good though you're Thanks, looking man. good though I you, appreciate it you may be broke and, and, and uh, but you do it whatever. for the love for the love yeah. of the music you know like for me my problem is that I'm involved in so many projects that I stress eat every day mm. pretty much so it's like uh, it's hard for what's me what's your to favorite really thing to stress eat oh pie. Oh, pie oh yeah I remember one time you showed up to a show and you're like is there pie around here and that's the weirdest fucking question <laughs> who randomly walks into a house and it's like is there a place that sells pie what the fuck is that I need my pie man ah pie fix who is this? that's so weird hey, women come and go money comes and go but pie, pie. is always there no, for but you like people are like oh is there in and out you know like not no one walks into a place hey is there some pie because who sells pie nobody sells pie it's like antiquated <laughs> Oh man! I'm just busting your balls. That's I know, but I need to quit, man. I, I'm no, seriously trying to lose weight. Actually, when you said that, as soon as you said that, the whole room like, oh, we want some pie because nobody thinks about pie until somebody brings it up. Yeah. Then everybody wants pie for the next week. There, there you go. That's what happens. There you, you just go. plant the seed of pie in there. Yeah. But uh, but like, uh, <laughs> so what can we do about this whole uh, uh, thing? Does one of us has to go to plastic surgery? Like. Look a little bit. Well, I mean, you said I'm trying to lose weight. So, uh, we, we both wear dark clothes. We're both brown. Honestly, it's just people are. You racist. got more hair than I do. People are racist. People. Are, hey, these are your fads, dude. Calm Honestly, down I'm sorry. No, guys, get it together. Your fad base is based on races. As long as, as long as you're <laughs> larger and brown, you look the same. It uh, is like to them glasses. You know, we both have thinning hair, so it's right. like. No, but you have more hair than I do, though. Well, you have more beard than I do normally. Yeah. I don't know what I sh- happened. I shaved it. I shaved it. I got I tired of it. I the beard because you look like... You look so G with the beard. So G. Yeah. I was crazy. going through a phase. You look like a fucking Coke uh, dealer. Like, not, not not a dealer, but Coke boss. Coke boss. <laughs> hey, tell you what, though. I, I got... Well, you just flew from Columbia down <laughs> and you're just busting some people up, you know? Seeing what the cartel was doing down here in SJ. It, yeah. it definitely was my Coke phase. Tell you that. <laughs> yeah, I managed... Uh, I'm, you know, hopefully not trying to relapse. But it's so weird because like when I first came here I was so nervous to talk to you but now we're so chill because I, I know you so well why, why are you so nervous to talk to me before because I feel I feel like be, me this is me being paranoid but I do feel that there is a sense of um, um, hesitation when people talk to me even people that know me that, that yeah. knows us yeah. I, I, I kind of sense it that they're, they're kind of nervous how to start a conversation with, with them not me but, anymore I'm fucking Jorge <laughs> with your pies <laughs> but I can't blame them I, I think sometimes I, I, I come off as rather um, what's the word I'm looking for 
Not aggressive. Is it aggressive? Did I come off aggressive? No, I don't think so. I, I what you do have your opinions. I guess maybe that. That's true. I'm too opinionated. Maybe that. No, it's not. But some people that like, oh, he's gonna talk. You know, I don't know. Talk my head off about something. So is Horry gonna talk about pie again? Jesus Christ! <laughs> Can't even small talk with this guy. Nothing but pies. <laughs> hey guys, you getting pies? I heard a good thing online, like you know, like and I or I kind of I, I'm sure someone else has said this, but like. Uh, Small talk is for small minds. Yeah. So, I, don't know. I like that. Small talk is for small minds. Yeah. I think that's like your next uh, album title. <laughs> small talk is for small minds <laughs> and big hearts. There you go. <laughs> All right, Marty. You've hey. been in this comedy game. Oh, Jesus, Marty. <laughs> I fucked up this you're interview. Just, you're such a... <laughs> I'm confusing you with myself. <laughs> okay, Jorge. <laughs> <laughs> so you host the Wednesday <laughs> So Jorge Oh I mean Marty <laughs> That is hilarious <laughs> That you're bitching about it And you do it <laughs> like, I know That'd be so uh, funny Oh man I know uh, I'm getting pie After this interview <laughs> But Marty You've been in this music game For quite a bit here locally Right Yeah, yeah, yeah. You've been doing uh, Crema you, you started that up and, yeah. and you're involved With quite a few other Open mics And you've been involved In the production Of other people's EPs and albums Definitely yeah. So why Why did you feel like This was a good time to create your own EP because everyone keeps asking me <laughs> peer pressure no. <laughs> no no I mean it really would it, it has some I just think I really wanted something because I had like a lot of singles that I just kind of home recorded and there's something <clears throat> I wanted to like invest a lot of um, actual time and make something of, of a little bit more quality and just have um, now that I have people too that want to play like along with me like a, my bass player Drew Story uh, Will Lineberry on drums I have a lead guitarist Andrew Pereira and like they actually I kind of have a band thing you know and I think you know how it feels you were recently playing with Will and uh, uh, Matt right oh yeah it's, it's the best because <laughs> when you have people playing with you like yeah. it just like lifts up your music like sometimes I feel they don't even need me like I could just have them play <laughs> the music and like take care of it yeah no it's true like sometimes um, there was a time when my guitar cut out and I was just literally depending on Drew and Will and them and just to, to just like, you know, so we could go through, you know, <laughs> it's crazy, you know. So it's true how much a band changes the way you feel about your own music and it elevates everything. You know? It really does. You're right. And that's what I wanted to do with this project is say, like, most people just hear me with a guitar and me. And that's cool, too. I'm glad that I can scale down to that. But I like having a bigger sound, too. And that's what if you can hear on if you heard any of the tracks on the album, like, it's a bigger sound than what you normally hear from me, you know? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's what I wanted to kind of get out there is just that, um, yeah, what would I sound like if I had a more full band and stuff? Now, what was your vision when you first approached this album and how has it changed through the process of creating it? Um, that's kind of a funny question because uh, my first vision was like, I, I wanted to just have a totally raw album that okay what would we sound like if we just played this live and it still has that spirit that's still the underlying spirit that I try to get across but then I'm like oh you know I want to add this and that and and I had some uh, especially basically the one song that broke that and eventually is uh, a song there's that song Runaway I do mm-hmm. and then because what happened was like I, I just wanted to play the whole album with, with my, my bass player drummer and lead guitarist that's it that's all I wanted and then I was like, oh, but like, I know that guy, you know, Noah, you just interviewed him, right? Yeah. Um, great, 
uh, uh, stand-up bass player and also my friend um, his name is Eric Show, and he's like a violinist but he's also a rapper too yeah that came out of left field for me I was a little confused because I've seen Eric Show at Red Rock and him yeah. rapping away and then I remember you mentioning that he did violin work. No, Will mentioned to me yeah. that that your album has some violin work in it. Yeah. I'm like, oh, by who? Like, I, for some reason, I thought I don't know. You probably pulled someone from an orchestra. He goes, yeah. Eric Show. I'm like, the the guy that raps, the yeah, the Asian guy that raps. He goes, yeah, and that he's really good. Um, legit, like, so, is really great. Like, literally. So I asked because I'm just like, I want some extra stuff to harmonize with what Noah is doing, and you know, just fill out the kind of a uh, little synthy. I mean, uh, the string vibe. Mm-hmm. He gave me like 32 tracks and I'm like, holy shit. <laughs> and I brought it back and it sounded like epic orchestra. So if you listen to Runaway, it's this amazing kind of, I, I honestly, it's like the best thing of the song with his tracks and, and him and Noah together, uh, like take that song off. Like I think every song in ways, like for me, uh, like searching to me is like, it's so new now with uh, my, my uh, lead guitarist, Andrew Pereira. His lead stuff on there is so cool to me. I don't know. It's and I think it's really makes a lot of edge that I don't have on my own. <laughs> I have no edge. I'm like vanilla as crap, and like but like to have that lead guitarist have that feel. It's so different. And then Third of December to me is a bass song with with uh, Drew's bass on it. Like ah, oh, I love that bass line. You know. So I think all these songs have parts uh, that are are about the other players. You know. It's mm-hmm. uh, that's that's what I appreciate because. Before it was just me and the song kind of thing, but now like have other people playing along, and they again I can highlight them, and I feel like they kind of drive these songs even farther. Mm. So. Now, from when you first started until now, mm-hmm. how has your uh, music identity changed, and was this a trajectory that you predicted, or did you feel like since you started a band and it, and it had a different sound? Did it reinvigorate something that you, that you felt like it was plateauing at some point? Yeah, I mean, totally. Like, I mean, I I love these songs. I say this all the time. I, I have like, you know, I have probably like ten songs that I know inside and out that you know that I I wrote that I love, and um and and that's kind of what I was just I was going through the motions almost and playing those songs over and over again, but then to add people onto it. Uh, it definitely changes the way I feel about it and gave me a lot of energy to do a project like this because I really before I met these guys uh, like before I met Drew uh, last year um, because what happened was it was so random I just I just had to play this show um, and they're like hey can you put a full band together for this show and I think the same thing happened to you right in the Um, the Santa Cruz thing right where you kind of like hey no actually they wanted me to do solo acoustic yeah but I wasn't secure Oh. <laughs> so I was like, all right. It was kind of the opposite. <laughs> You're like, I need to bring people. Yeah, because they yeah. told me it was gonna be a big show. Yeah, and and I was like, well, you know, I and I found it as an opportunity to also play around with you know yeah. with having drummer and a bass. I never had that before. Yeah, it used to be the drummer and the keyboard. You By know, the way, I have to, I would have to say I wasn't there. Yeah. But like I heard a lot of great things. It is the craziest show I've ever done in my it was life. Epic! I it heard was you were really the best that you've sounded, and I'm really happy for you. <laughs> Again, I think I think that's only because I had Will and, and Matt with I'm me. I'm really happy for you. But, but no, that's what you deserve it, man. You're a but, good but here's guy. the thing. Here's what my 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 question was based on was that I was getting tired of my own songs. Mm-hmm. I was getting tired. I, I really didn't really? Feel, yeah. I really didn't feel like I you know I really fitted in into mm-hmm. the music scene currently. I feel a lot of my my, my music work. Is, is a little too um, dramatic and odd. I, I just didn't feel like it really, I fit it in. So when that 
Well, and that's what I told Will because after that show, I felt so reinvigorated. Yeah. Like I really needed a show like that. Yeah. To kind of reestablish a, a passion towards songwriting. Uh, and 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 that's what I was asking you. Like maybe there's a point where you felt like oh you were plateauing, and then once you meet you meet other people who come into the mix and elevate your songs it almost for me my experience with that was like holy shit like there's so much more i can do with this this is, this is fun again yeah is yeah, that totally. is, is that something that you experienced no, i mean uh, i'll give you this example i won't say names but <laughs> like when i first got into the the mic scene just seeing all the music people there's so many incredible artists we're surrounded by and they're amazing and they make you feel like crap you know <laughs> Yeah, and so especially the young ones. Yeah, especially yeah, the young I'm prodigies or whatever. <laughs> but uh, I'm dude, I'm older. I'm 36. Yeah, yeah. You know, and then yeah, I feel like I, I, I when I first started, I just felt like wow, I want to be like everybody else. But like yeah, let me tell you, like you know, you need to be you. I I, I tell that more to everybody now. You need to be exactly what you do, and what you do is kind of weird. And it is kind of, it's about the lyrics and about the stories you tell and the way your brain thinks and analyzes the social. And that's what people need to do. They need to focus on what they do well mm. and create something then musical or whatever you're doing, create something around that, build something around that, that just amplifies it and makes it, you know, uh, accessible for other people. Because maybe right now, you know, your audience is small or whatever and my audience is small, but the more we build something that, everyone can get it you know mm-hmm. then it's possible i mean you were you're uh, shooting me or something i think we we're driving around sometime and you're playing some tracks for me and and i could totally hear you even in that stuff you know <laughs> which you didn't enjoy huh <laughs> i remember i put in some lou reed for you and yeah like, lou reed. and you said yeah it's not my stuff but i understand where you're coming from <laughs> yeah <laughs> thanks marty <laughs> no i mean yeah, people have their preferences right that's why <laughs> <laughs> no, but I could actually hear how you could eventually develop into that. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So, I'm oh, sorry. You. I don't know. Maybe too much about you. Yeah. Oh, yeah. oh I, I, I thought you were talking about in general. Cause, no, cause in you, general, yeah. Because there's I, a notion that you hear that I think is very important for a lot of musicians, whether you're new or old or veteran, or good or bad, is that you need to uh, have uh, identify your sound. Yeah. And, and, and then then build on that. Exactly. And that's exactly what I meant. It's like, I've I've never got to that point where I got tired of my songs. I love these songs. Still love them. I, Sang, I've sang Runaway like this whole time I've known you the first time you met me probably I sang it that day mm-hmm. and uh, I still sing it now and it's even better now because I have people to play it with that amplify it mm-hmm. you know sometimes we get to this point in that song when we get to that big chorus in the end and there's nothing better to me in my whole life than that because I just feel like wow I can't believe my life has come together like this and I wouldn't have I wouldn't have these people around me like even people like you without this music I wouldn't have people around me, so I don't like take it for granted at all. Yeah. Now, how was your experience taking these songs you've written and performed here along the South Bay or in general the Bay Area, and performed them in other places where there's a, a, a different vibe? For example, I know you traveled yeah, to Bakersfield, Bakersfield quite or a bit, LA or uh, San Diego and stuff. So, how was your experience with that, bringing your songs over there, and how, how was the feedback you received from that? I'm not again. My songs are so universal. I don't really feel like they 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 play differently in different places uh, except for the fact that you know if I'm at a bar or something I know it's harder to play slower stuff I know how to play like their December or search like these songs that are more a little more mid-tempo up-tempo because uh, just certain venues certain areas need you know more energy 
mm-hmm. right? But aside from that, like I don't feel like oh, you know, they don't like these songs in this area or something in terms of, like geography. If you go to a coffee shop, pretty much every coffee shop is the same thing. But if you go to a bar, pretty much every bar wants more covers, more of this or that. But coffee shops are really receptive to original music because you get the whole hipster bohemian crowd and they're all like drinking their cold brew and they're all happy. You know, they just like, want originality, right? Mm-hmm. So that's when you pull out like your most obscure things <laughs> that you would never pull out at a festival. Or, what you, just, you know what I'm saying? Like, uh, so I don't know if you get that vibe where uh, like, coffee it. shops are totally like about organic and like right. be original, you know, but like yeah. you go to a bar, they want do a cover. You need to do a cover, you know, and just to make that crowd happy and stuff. Now, do you feel there's a certain context that your music is, is you prefer to play your music in? I definitely, yeah, I mean, I definitely, I mean, I'm a singer songwriter. I generally like even playing by myself and just like, so coffee shops are a cool uh, spot for that because you can even go without a mic and still get people to listen sometimes, you know, but, um, cause yeah, I've had, I, there's this one place, Bizarre Cafe, I did a show at in San Francisco and, uh, they actually don't allow PAs or microphones. So you just go up there and sing. And it's the funniest thing because like, like all these people are so folky that were playing before me and stuff and after me and they're so quiet and it's like, and like, oh yeah, the funny thing about that story is like, so I normally play with, I play with Israel a lot, Israel Sanchez, and he has this epic sound. It's like new wave and looping and it's like so loud. He loves being loud, right? And I always go on after, I feel like a mouse because I'm so quiet and I'm whispering. And it's so sweet. You should open up for him. You went, know, you went after him? Sometimes I've done that. And I hate <laughs> I hate following him because he has so much high energy and people are like, oh, shit. I could imagine. I would not follow Israel. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But the funny thing about that Bizarre Cafe show is the opposite because, like, I was, you know, me, I'm, I get very belty loud. Yeah. So, like, all the people, oh, I'm, like, whispering that other people are whispering and, like, I'm like, oh. <laughs> so it was, like, the total opposite vibe where I felt like I was too loud for that place because it was, like, no mics or anything. Has a weird vibe. But. Who says folk music can't be loud? I don't know. I don't, but you know what I'm saying. I know what you're saying. They're a whole bunch of they're just like really quiet and it's just like a whisper. And then, but like yeah, me, I get loud too. Like you know, because I have very emotional songs. Like you know. Now uh, you named this EP "Love Stories." <laughs> it's very short, sweet, concise, simple. Yeah. Why, why did you choose "Love Stories"? I just I like the concept of love a lot. And uh, and I like. When's the it, last time you fall in love, Marty? When's the last time? I don't think I've ever fallen in love like how people think about love because I've never really had romantic love. If you think, of, I don't think about it that way. I think of like love and sex differently. Interesting that, that most of your songs are about that romantic love. Are though. they? Are they not? Are they? It's lo- it's called love story. Think and the, about it again. And and, think, and, think and, the, again. and the picture is is a freaking leaf looking like a heart. That's pretty romantic, dude. But it's dark. What do you mean it's dark. dark? It's kind of darkly. It's darkly lit. It's that. I don't know. It's darkly just... lit. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I, I gotta search for the for the metaphors in that. Yeah. In, in that. In it's, that shit. It's a little. Yeah. I don't know. It's not. It's not. And it isn't a heart. It's not clean. Like it's not just. It's not. I don't know. So, so the way what... I think about love is different. I don't think. I don't think sex and love are the same thing. I, I, that's why I don't. This whole idea of romantic love. I think it's kind of like. Mm, I think about love really in a. I think love is the same thing. Like we love our parents or or the people that we cherish the most. We love them the same way. 
um and if they all if when they die we suffer you know that's like it's the same thing but like sex is a whole different thing i think it's mixed up because in our culture we're sold these romantic movies and rom-coms and we're sold a certain version of love and i'm not saying that's not great because if you could obviously we can get sex and and love together that's great because you're putting two I very think, positive things together i think right? the, the word for that specific kind of love is intimacy yeah because it's not really about sex necessarily i think it's more about the, being able to be intimate with somebody yeah comfortably yeah does that make sense yeah i totally i agree with that yeah. so y- your song is definitely not about the intimate side of love it's more about the general side of love yeah I would say that I think all this if you think about because it's just about having people in your life that get you if I had you in my life or something you know and some of them are just stories like their December is a story about drinking too much and losing somebody or something or searching a story about like you know you not having losing a person and figuring out if you'll ever find that again mm-hmm. you know runaways about changing uh, your life but something holding you back or somebody you right. know so it's just like however people, I, however people want to interpret it because I've heard different, like people get connections with these songs on different levels and stuff and not even how I interpret it, you know, necessarily, you know, mm-hmm. or not the reason I wrote it, but they get it a certain way, you know. Now this EP has six songs, right? Yeah, six songs. Uh, and you have, I feel, I feel like you had a couple more songs. Uh, why did you choose those six songs specifically? It was really hard. Um, it's really hard because like, a lot of people tell me, oh, you need to do, put, put this song or this song in. Because, like, a lot of people in our group or whatever community, like, they, um, everyone has, like, different songs of mine that they like the best. And it's uh, it was just hard to choose. I, I think this showcases, um, I, I wanted something, again, I, this is something I want anybody to listen to and not be, um, not be kind of, like, off-put. You know, I want people to really be engaged with the material, hopefully, and find something they like in it. You know, mm-hmm. so I, I don't know if it accomplishes it, but I, I, you know, I just tried to to kind of balance out. Okay, what can like overall make people like? Oh, that's that's Marty's sound. You know, they, those are the songs he writes, and I want to be part of that. You know, how many people were involved ultimately with this album? This album, you know, not that many people. Uh, one, two, three. Uh, Really about like uh, maybe six people. Six people. Yeah, maybe seven. Well, not that many. It's not like I didn't have like a whole orchestra come in or anything like that. Although Runaway sounds like that because again Eric did an amazing job. So and Noah, you know. So how was the process of recording it? Did you guys have to do the individual tracks, or do you guys ever played it together in the studio? No, we played nothing together almost. But like I still think I get a good compliment I get is like some some of my people like uh, it's like oh did you guys record that all together because it's they feel like it's a live session because I kind of didn't I didn't try to clean it up too much in in post you know because you can actually clean up a lot in post mm-hmm. but I just kind of left the performances where they are and for better or worse but I just I I'm not about being perfect obviously. <laughs> You know, I don't look perfect. I don't sound perfect, and it's it's kind of about hopefully, again, that organic cold brew feel. <laughs> you know, I hear you. And, and I I don't I don't yeah I don't really have to I don't I don't aspire to be a perfect musician and stuff like that. So I want my sound, my songs to just deliver the emotion, and I hope it does that. I hope 
the songs come across at least and people are impacted and i'm hearing good things so far um and it's just been a day but like um people are seem really receptive toward this stuff hopefully the the last song I don't think I heard it before. Take it's my a, hand. It's a brand new song. I can't believe you actually listened to this thing. I guess you're doing your research. And I'm like, ah, oh, god. What kind of podcast do you think I am? <laughs> what kind of friend do you think I am? Thanks, man. <laughs> no, but seriously, take my hand. So yeah, I, never... I don't know if that works. It was a brand new song. I have no idea if it works. Do you like it? Oh yeah, I liked it, and yeah. that's what I want to talk to you about because yeah. it definitely because I've heard it before. It, it felt very fresh. Yeah, and a, a slower. Yeah. And very sweet, yeah. Well, uh, it's slower, and then not, and then not, and the choruses are pretty right. Big, yeah. it, it picks up, but the yeah. point is, like you said, like there, there's certain darkness in your songs. You know, Third December, yeah, had in my life. But with that one, it's it's. I didn't feel like it was as dark as your other songs. That's a weird thing because if you look at if you actually listen to the verses, it's a pretty dark song. I, I think it's a pretty dark song in the verses, and the chorus is very. I just wanted, I just want us to to be happy. You know, I want to help. What's so dark about that? That's no, good. No, no. no that's the chorus. I'm saying that chorus is big, positive, right? Yeah. But the verses are very like the. the f- <laughs> is that yeah. me? Yeah. That, that's definitely not me. Oh, I don't know. Uh, the phone's okay. It's a random phone outside, maybe. But um, no, no. So like the sorry the the verses are like uh, demons and shadows. Um, you know. Something like that. Hold I on, dude. Kill me. Let's see where, where that ring's coming from. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Marty. No, no problem. It was my company phone. Oh. oh God. I'm turn it off. God, I hate these iPhones, dude. I don't get what the whole big deal with these iPhones are. They're just simple to use. No, they're the opposite for me. They're complicated. Yeah. Are they? Like it won't it won't even turn off. <laughs> well there's a mute switch on the right the left side. That little knob. Right. Sorry about this, Marty. No, it's okay. I swear to god, it's the first time it ever happened. Oh, <laughs> right, you were saying take I was my saying hand. it like yeah, it says demons and shadows wait at my side or wait at your side and stuff like that. And it's just like it's actually about you know, people going through a tough time. And how it feels like it's just an endless abyss of darkness, but the choruses are like, "Take my hand, don't look back." You know, uh, you are not alone. So that's uh, it's obviously a positive message at the end of the day, but um, and maybe that's it's too positive. Like maybe that I should have stayed a little more negative or like to keep it balanced or something. But like I think the verses are really a dark story about people being in, because I I actually have a lot of I've had a lot of friends that are go through like tough times and stuff like that and and i don't know how this happens but i end up being the listener you know people always say i'm good <laughs> you don't know how it happens i don't know how it happens. i end up being the good listener and i and everyone always talks talks to me about all their problems and stuff like that i don't know you get this too because you're a podcast person and i'm sure you get it sure too. once in a while some guy just gets on like dude why are you even here whatever just keep talking <laughs> i'll involuntarily listen to you if i have to well, okay so i'm more the opposite where i'm like oh i get really concerned about a lot of people and i just I, you know it's hard and I really want to tell people that are going through a tough time about anything it's like you're not alone and it's so saccharine I know it's stupid I don't know I feel like it's dumb as a message and, and too sugary maybe but like I think people those people who are in that dark place they need to hear it that they're not alone and that uh, you know even from a song like I want to support people that way you know 
Now, how much thought do you put into a song, whether how positive or, or how dark it sounds or it is? I really think a lot about it. It's weird. That's the thing, things I think a lot about because, like, my songs are, like, 100% about the emotional content. Like, and they're not, I'm not a great musical person. Like, the, you know, the sound is, is okay. I, other people are better guitarists or singers or whatever. But, like, but like I think about like, what does this make me feel all the time? So I think about, like, what is this possibly? Basically, what I, I think about what does this make me feel? And if it makes me feel something, then I, I'm okay with it. Then I, I go forward and I say, okay, this makes me feel emotional in some way, positive or negative. I don't really, like, necessarily say it's too positive too negative but i do like a balance that is a true statement that i i think a good song has tension mm-hmm. in it like um there's a song on this ep called runaway and i remember when i first wrote it the reason why i knew it was it was really good i liked it is there's a part in the course where it says i will run away unless you want me to stay so it's like somebody who wants to leave but like just that alone would just somebody saying please stay would is good enough for them to to stay Right. And to me, that's the tension of a lot of things. Right. Is like we want to do something, but something holds us back, you know, whether it's, it could be a person or could be a concept. And uh, and that's why I find interesting in, in songs is like when there's a tension where it's not just one thing. Mm-hmm. So, like I said, in Take My Hand, the verses are very dark in a way. It's about people in a dark, hopeless place. But the choruses are really big and bright and take my hand and you're not alone. And maybe that's just too simplistic or whatever. But. Um, generally speaking, I like to have some tension in the song. You know? So it's a new song. Why did you decide to put it in? I don't know. It's a hard. It's a hard question. It's it's one of those things where sometimes you just want to like roll the dice and then go with something that you feel. I felt really passionate about it. You know, um, and maybe it sucks. I don't know. That's why I, I wonder because like no, it's not I bad. I just hope that it doesn't suck. Uh, but because uh, that's. When it's brand new, like all the other songs are super tested and I've played them live hundreds of times kind of, you know, but like, you know, that one is, I haven't even played live and only the band, only my band has heard it. Uh, so like, uh, I have no idea if people are going to like it or not, but I felt strongly about it and I felt like it's a, also a different sound than what I normally have necessarily. Like I felt like it's, I felt actually it was like bigger than I know, like as a sound, like a kind of the choruses are huge on that to me. Mm-hmm. But um, I don't know. Um, but again, sometimes maybe you, you, you roll the dice and it doesn't work out. And maybe that's a song that's going to fade uh, over time and not be a song that I feature You're a so lot. so goddamn hard on yourself. Calm down. <laughs> All right, it's a good song. Thank you. So, uh, the song is going to fade away. Nobody can give a shit. <laughs> uh, it's like, Marty, maybe. But come like, actually, Marty, has your level of insecurity on stage changed? No. Well, okay. In terms of performing the songs I know like this song if it's a new song it's a new song you know this song there's another song I, I, I do called Wild Over You mm-hmm. uh, the, 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 there's still songs I'm a basket case about okay. uh, I just die but everything else like I know I know 3rd December works and people yeah. love that song people you know it works when people sing along with you like that's yeah. like that that's the greatest feeling like all my friends they, you so know. what i'm asking for though do you feel a lot more confident now on stage yeah, than before 100% because I, I remember before somewhere in between, inside your set you'll be like oh thanks guys for coming out for supporting i never imagined i could be doing this maybe. i say that all the time i still maybe. say that all the time but it's a different tone it's a different time before <laughs> pretty, like pretty oh pretty my much, god pretty much what you're saying is i suck thank you for for even listening 
Yeah. So no, calm no. down, dude. It's it's so funny because before I would say that I still say that, but I say it in a different tone. Like I, I'm I'm just grateful now. I'm really grateful. But before I'm like, oh my god, I'm so sorry. I'm taking up your time. <laughs> it was more that level of Which, like. Don't get me wrong. I can relate to you completely. Yeah, yeah. But but, but I I just thought you had balls to even admit that in the middle of your set. <laughs> I was like, god damn. Well, that's part of my that's. Part of, you know, people always build a kind of a image and a brand or whatever. Honestly, my brand is a little bit self-loathing. It's a little <laughs> bit baked in the cake. I just got new t-shirts and the yeah. t-shirt says, uh, Marty, it's like Mardi Gras, but less fun. That's my little slogan. <laughs> Oh man! I, I think your next album should just be an image of some guy hanging himself, <laughs> just like uh... yeah. No, it's true. I think part of my self-image and that, that kind of thing I want to project yeah. to people is like I, I don't, but I don't take myself hard. seriously. It's, I don't. For me, it's not hard, but I think it's because when you start your band, mm. do, do you even have a band name now? No, we're just me, just Martin Mario and yeah. the band. Yeah, because uh, they, I think an approach that you guys have done is that you guys definitely. Uh, made a lot of your songs upbeat and they work oh cool like, like I'm I, glad you said that yeah. like with Will's drumming yeah yeah and I'm like it, because I wasn't sure what direction you were going to take it when you had a band mm-hmm. but I'm, it's pretty cool that you did, you did that direction yeah how much leeway do you give to your collaborators and how much they they put in to your music even even on this album um I, I don't know like they I wish they were kind of here. I wish I could get them here because I, I bet you they would have different answers than I would say. Because I'm like, yes, I totally give them leeway, but they're like, that motherfucker. <laughs> he's, like, he's like a Nazi. Of <laughs> I don't know. I really, it's hard to say because like, I, I don't say anything unless I don't like it. I guess that's the thing. So if I like it, um, I don't know what that means. So like, so if I like what they're doing, if I think, ah, that, that's work, that works. I don't really I don't come okay so I don't come in and write their parts that's what I'm saying okay and then but if I don't like an aspect of what they're doing like like maybe Will's playing too busy on a certain part I'm like oh can you make make it less busy you know that's kind of how I run because they're still my songs like I still I still really believe and like it's like a director thing right like you can only have one director right or maybe you have a co-director thing but that's they're one director right yeah they function as one brain right Uh so in my case, I wrote these songs and I'm the director. And I will I will collaborate with people and I'll get them to work, but I'll, it's my vision. Otherwise, we're gonna have like six different styles or something on this thing. Mm-hmm. And I want to really approach it like, what what do I think makes a song sound good? And I don't wanna break songs. So I, uh, it's so easy to break a song, you know? <laughs> Where you're losing the, and I hope I haven't done that with any of these songs. I hope. You know, third December still sounds like third December, but just more hype. You know, or any, you know, whatever. Searching or Runaway, I hope they've. I've just added, you know, m- more to them and kind of enhanced them rather than 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 like ah oh, that. Sometimes when you hear a cover, like for example, a good good example is like when people do covers, and they just they try to change it so much that it just breaks the what the integrity of what the song was good for, right? And that's what I kind of was hoping to to not do. I was hoping just to amplify and enhance it rather than, you know, actually taking away from the songs. So yeah, I mean that's that that was my my approach in in terms of like yeah developing that sound and collaborating with them is I give them a lot of leeway. I think maybe again they would like nah, <laughs> but uh, but yeah I'll veto something if I if I like I don't I don't want that because mm-hmm. I'm the songwriter I'm the director 
I have to make that decision, right? Yeah, yeah. So I don't know if you agree with that kind of pr- approach or I don't know if you think that's a right, good way to do it. Mm. Well, like from my experience dealing with uh, with Matt and with, with, with Will, yeah. Will yeah. Uh, it's a similar approach, man, which yeah. is it's like, dude, just do what you feel is best. Yeah. And the great thing, I think the best thing you can do when putting together a band, if, if you're the, if you're the uh, front man, yeah. is get better musicians than you. Oh, totally. And now I'll say that. like, And that's key. I have no insecurity about that. Like, I'm the worst musician out of those those three people. I'm the worst musician. Like, I, Drew I, I, and I, yeah. Andrew and Will are better musicians than me. Like, they know rhythm. They know everything better than me. Right. And that's what I'm saying is, like, once you know they're better than you and the stuff they offer you, you there's confidence in, in their input for me. Oh, yeah. Yeah, totally. Um, so far, I didn't feel like I needed to uh, digress anybody, but I could imagine if there's a point, you know, you're going to have to tell them. Uh, mm-hmm. It just, I don't think there's no right or wrong. It just, you know, got to be careful how you come off, maybe. I don't know. Yeah. I, I hope they don't hate me secretly. Uh, like, was, they seem cool with me. Well, yeah. Was there any conflicts in the studio? No, not really. Then what? Fine. Well, then, I mean, then, we're, we're then, then, then the way yeah, he did it is fine. You know, Will. And, I know you've, you've you've at least met Drew. I probably and you know yeah you haven't met Andrew. Uh, I know who Drew is. Yeah. I never really got to get a feel for him. I, I, yeah. I never had the opportunity to talk to him. Yeah, but we're all, we're all like super chill people, and we're just like you know I think we're just happy to have a project and something cool to work on. You know. Yeah. Now you also mixed this album. Yeah, which is a little risky. I, I can imagine when someone mixes their own album. Oh, I hate it. Uh, I wish I wish I had money for a studio and stuff like that, and and uh, you know, and just to have them do it, you know, because it's just a, it would be great to just let it go and ha- trust that it was gonna be fine. And so you but, you did it out of necessity because you didn't have anybody I don't else. Have any money. <laughs> oh, you didn't have any money. <laughs> I don't have any money. <laughs> Goes along with that diet. <laughs> it's my PB and J diet. Yeah, I don't have any money. <laughs> I have enough money to buy CDs. Oh man. And shirts that say that that embarrass me. But it's not the first time you mix something. You have a lot. No, of, no. You had a lot of experience mixing other people's I, work. I, I'm really glad too. I've gotten good response from like uh, yeah. I've helped Jake with his stuff and uh, uh, Brad uh, Sansenbacher and stuff like that. I've, I've helped people in Aaron Atkins, and I've gotten good response from it. People uh, say it's it's pretty cool. What do you feel you picked up working on those projects and that you apply to your own project? Um, I, I it's weird. I. I I don't know maybe i've gotten better over the time and i i think i just kind of honed in on what are things i like to do um in terms of of just getting a balance of of things i like and uh and yeah i'm just not i i think i do a singer songwriter mix well that i think that's what i do well if if i do anything well when mixing i think i know how to do like a singer songwriter song well i don't know if i can do really full band stuff like like real electric guitars and stuff like that. i don't know but but I don't know. Uh, it's it's hard to say. You feel more comfortable on the acoustic sounds? I think so. I think I, f- I feel uh, when I hear acoustic guitar, I've heard it so many times that it it my ears used to it. Hmm. So when I hear other instruments like a even a synth or whatever, I'm like, what do I do with this? And <laughs> it gets me a little weirded out. Not that I can't deal with it, but it just it's not a comfort zone thing. Or like if someone gave me just a hip hop track, I, I you know I just wouldn't know what to do with it exactly. I could I could get there, but it's just not, you know, not your wheelhouse, therefore. <laughs> you know, if that makes sense. Oh, yeah, it does. Definitely. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, you are making physical copies of your CDs? or Yeah, physical copies, okay. too. And uh, those are, I'm actually being, they're a little bit late, but they're shipped, they're being shipped right now as we speak from UPS. So. Um, so, yeah, that got a little delayed, but but it's fine. It'll be there for the Forager show. I have a show on the 22nd 
That's right. That's yeah, right. Who, who do you talk to, to to put that together? People at Forager, they're really cool people. They're just they're nice people, and I, you know, I even um, uh, Sakura, she's a big part of their their group over there. So um, that's what I tell people: just be good with people, and you'll you'll opportunities will happen. Mm-hmm. You know that people don't understand like they people just ask for shows and stuff like that, and and I'm like, you have to build a network of people that will will help you. You know, right? That will you know actually collaborate with you and help you get other things done. Mm. Now, how has the scene changed in your perspective from when you first started to where you're at now? Um, I just feel like it's weird. It's like it's a little like uh, high school, college. It's like these these steps that people take. It's I think everything in life is the same. You know, everyone keeps trying to get promoted, and it's like people going through office jobs. You know, it's all the same thing. People are just you know we we start out and we're entry level. We're in the mailroom. You know, we're doing open mics, right? And we're just struggling to get noticed for that promotion or something, right? And then we get the next thing and maybe eventually we're at supervisors and, you know, we're kind of at that level where all of us have our little domains of things, you know? You have a podcast thing, you have a open mic you're hosting. You know, I have a crema thing that I help book on uh, second Saturdays, at, you know? And I, so we just all have little domains of interest, right? That we've built and maybe that gets bigger and bigger or, or not or whatever. And it just it that's how things develop, and it's a natural thing I think of anything in life that I don't I don't people um, people think about things like oh this is so special in a way, but like I think it's it's normal I think this is just how people develop and and grow over time, and I I'm really happy with how we have all grown as a community, and like I feel like we're all like we're the next guard of thing of, of music and and arts and and I feel like San Jose is is uh, is, is is more has more culture than it used to because of us because of people like us trying to like just be kind of indie and DIY about it right you know and just like okay like it w- this podcast you know was nothing you know and then oh, thank you was nothing thank you was nothing right? still probably nothing thank you know. and now people <laughs> I know you're getting a lot more attention than you used to right um, you, uh, you, you can book guests that you, you probably couldn't book before sure yeah and uh, that I I, you know, I'm having a harder time getting on this show now that I, that I, I know. I felt so bad. <laughs> I had like a couple months. I know. Oh, there's too much going on. Yeah. <laughs> so like, and, but that's that's the growth. That's the thing. It's like I'm happy. I'm so I'm happy that you're at a Santa Cruz show because that means everyone's developing, and that's the way it should be. That's you know, and um, and I just expect bigger and bigger things from all of us. I think we're. Um, I I love to come back every year or two and then say like ah this is crazy man right like we just went to open mics and i can't believe that any of this stuff's happening or i'm playing festivals or what it's just crazy oh yeah how was your experience with uh playing at festivals you played at what yeah a couple the taco of, uh, festival i played at the bacon festival the bacon festival and then i played at one in uh, alviso the day in the bay and stuff like that and and yeah i played on the, a wine stroll in the alameda because you so. mentioned before that there's the bar scene and then there's the the cafe scene but how about that festival outdoor scene yeah, that's weird. I mean, I haven't totally been in like a crazy festival uh, where it's like like one of those uh, Coachella kind of, obviously, but nothing even close to that. Where that vibe, where everyone's just watching you. Yeah. Um, but the festivals that you do, like a bacon festival or something like that, they're there for the product, right. and then you're just kind of ancillary noise that fills out the environment and entertainment. I, I had my first you know? uh, outside uh, performance musically. Where was that? 
at Santana Row. Oh, cool, cool. And, oh, yeah, Santana Row is really cool. And uh, it was awkward. Was it awkward? Uh, yeah. Well, because yeah. it's my first time, exp- uh, you know, experiencing yeah that like outdoor, outdoor all public. The just... sun in your face. Oh yeah. The the, the wind. Were you sweating? Uh, yeah, oh, yeah, dude. profusely. Exactly. <laughs> um, oh, that was it. Were you with the playground? Were you at the playground? Or the oak tree? The playground. Yeah. Right. There's so, a playground so, right there. So yeah, There's kids and, and people on the lawn. They're yeah. all paying attention to you. Yeah. And then you realize, holy shit, none of my songs are gonna cater to these people. <laughs> I literally I have a, I have a few curse words yeah. it's like damn and stuff like, you yeah. know lightweight curse words or ass yeah. Yeah. and it, I like I literally mutter them when I'm in those audiences because yeah. I just like I kind of want to you know just make it totally vanilla and like an asshole I didn't really censor myself I know <laughs> so all these kids and families had a little dose of some uh some uh, dark did you play that new song that means I did play that new song <laughs> and I did not sing the first verse <laughs> I, I cut that out in the moment. Yeah, that's a little, it's a little extreme for kitties. <laughs> but I'm just saying, it's a good song. Damn good song. One of my, like, that's, that's when I, like, when I heard that song, I'm like, oh, he's a songwriter. Like, I, Oh, it, t- it took how many years for you to, to come up with that? With no, me no, 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 no. I mean. <laughs> Thanks, Marty. No, no, no. But come it's on. It's like, Jorge, out of the two years I've, I've known you, when you played that one song a couple months ago, that's when I knew you were. A singer songwriter. No, no, I knew, I, I knew that. You, <laughs> I mean, I knew you were, you were good at writing songs. Oh, thank right? you. But then I knew, like, wow, you could be a great songwriter. That's what I mean. Well, dude, it's, I mean, it goes back to your, your notion of not just identifying your sound, but also uh, capitalizing on your strengths. Yeah. And knowing your weaknesses, and uh, and I like I, I co- totally relate what you say in that uh, I am not the best musician around. I'm not the best guitarist or the rhythm maker whatever you want to call it I ain't yeah. the best um, so you I, are I, the same people um, <laughs> god dang it Marty that's exactly why I brought you in here is for us to distinguish ourselves <laughs> we blurred it even and make further it, make it clear to the public we blurred it even further that we're two different people oh shit has anybody ever confused you for me a hundred times like, really yeah like oh what, is that open mic on Wednesday which is <laughs> a comedy open mic at Scotty. <laughs> That Jorge host. Yeah. So you should go to that. But like, yeah, I don't host it. Jorge host it. But yeah. Like, hey, to be fair, I get told by Crema. It's like, hey, yeah. are you booking Crema? <laughs> it's like, no. It's Marty. It's Marty. <laughs> but I get intimidated when they, when they confuse me for you. Because, right? Because you, 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 uh, I don't get intimidated. Well, because you're well known. You're well known. Uh, musically, and you have you're, that, you're more well known you, than me. You, and not, you have, you know, no, but but like, music in the music scene, they know you more than me. And yeah. on top of that, your your music is, I think, uh, a lot better. You know, oh, you, you, you definitely have a, a, a singer's thing going a on. Singer's thing. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like when they confuse me for you, I'm like, oh god, now they're gonna expect me to play a song like that. Come on, I can't do that, people. Yeah. Here's a song about murder. How about that? <laughs> yeah, I do not have songs about murder. <laughs> That is a distinguishing characteristic between my music and your music. <laughs> Jorge writes murder ballads. Oh, man. I think I only have one so far. <laughs> so far. I love it. Uh, but anyway, going back to your album. Yeah. So this, uh, it's it's already out. Mm-hmm. You can download it yeah. on like on a variety Spotify of places. Or, I mean, you can stream on Spotify or download it on my website or iTunes or whatever. Yeah. Apple Music, whatever. Uh, do I sense a tour coming soon? I don't know. I I'm thinking about August or September maybe, but probably just California and maybe something else. I don't know. We'll see. I'm trying to f- 
figure out what I want, but also save up money again. Because <laughs> that's the thing, though. Because I need to get like a van and like get the guys together and yeah, and, you know. Because I'm trying to make it a van tour, so if I can. Well, I feel that's the way to go because you know, especially because I can't drive. <laughs> well, now, now they have the physical copies of your music. Yeah, yeah. There's only so much you can do locally. Oh, where, totally. Where everybody could just. Well, that's the whole point of having physical copies. Is yeah. like to get it out there to people, and not just you know the hundred people we know here or something. You know. Uh, so. Yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly. So, so I, I definitely encourage. Look, look who am I to encourage? Because I, I want this but to scale, to, scale up, obviously, and, yeah. and, and to get more people outside. I think San Jose is cool. We, we, we like oh, people seem to know me here, but like, I want to obviously make that you know more in other cities, you know. So, cool, cool. Uh, what's the next project you got lined up after this? Um, actually, in terms of like uh, line B, because I help uh, Will with mixing, and uh, uh, Tony Perez has a cool thing coming up. So uh, he's a guy in the open mic scene. Tony Perez. Yeah, do he I does. know him? He, he plays the trumpet. So really cool guy. Yeah. So, anyway, but like, he's more in the hub scene. Uh-huh. Oh, but, the hubs! How's yeah. that going? I, I remember last time I went there, they just started it, and yeah. they, and they're worried about hosting and stuff like that. Well, what happened is like I think they canceled the Tuesday mics. And they're just doing. The, they have Friday mic. There is like a big mic, and it's pretty much all, like all these uh, these veterans kind of come in and like they're seasoned pros, and they just they know their stuff. You know, they're awesome. And Tony Perez is one of those guys who just knows his stuff. Like he was playing with their December with me, and it's a lot of fun. You know, cool. to add a trumpet to the song. You know, I could, did you add trumpets to the EP? No, I don't no, recall. No. Okay, but I'm just saying he was playing it live one time with me at Hubs, uh-huh. and that was that was a lot of fun. Interesting. Yeah. Oh yeah. Do you envision yourself creating another album within the next year or so? No. No? <laughs> Not within the next year or so. I, I really am hoping, obviously, to... to you got to write this one out? Write this one out, and I'm, I'm, I'm hoping to get this to bigger places and maybe from there launch something. Um, but uh, we'll see. I'm not, you know, betting on anything, but, you know. I'm just trying to keep everything open right now and, and trying to submit this to everything I can, you know. Awesome, Marty. Love having you here. Oh, are we done? Yeah, we're we're getting there. Yeah, sure. But the guys, one last question. I just enjoy my time. This is crazy. Uh, one last question. Uh, unfortunately, when you was first in this podcast, I did not have this question available to you. Yeah. I just recently started doing this. Oh, okay. Because it's interesting to hear about it. Nice. And that is, can you describe the evolution of your instruments from the very first instrument you got and how you got it, leading up to the instrument you currently play now? <laughs> Well, I used to just play like this because um, my nephew started me playing guitar. He was a, he's a great jazz blues guy, and uh, he I was like using one of his like nylon string guitars, like classical guitars. What, what brand was it? Oh God, I don't even remember. Maybe a Yamaha, something really kind of you know like everyone's first classical guitar kind of thing. <laughs> Too big. I I couldn't even get my hand around the neck because I don't have like huge hands or whatever. But like so I couldn't bar with my thumb. You know, so like that kind of stuff, and <clears throat> I just remember like even how tough that was to play, and it's a nylon string because you know, like you know, your your fingers are hurting. Then I got some, um, I got a Fender uh, acoustic guitar. I didn't really get um, uh, electric until later. I only have one electric guitar. Still. You have an electric guitar? I have one electric. What guitar. kind? So it's totally custom. It's like um, from the Philippines, and I have these. They're called Seymour Duncan pick- pickups. I put in there. And, uh, but otherwise it's just like all like uh, this huge like heavy wood body from like Philippine wood it's mm. crazy how'd you get that in the Philippines I got it's from Cebu in the like they're great guitar makers over there and it's basically like a, a strat kind of body 
Uh-huh. And then we just put like new pickups on it to make it sound cool. You just decided to buy one and you're like, oh, customize it. Yeah, exactly. I started, decided to make a custom guitar because like... You, Are you going electric? No, I'm no. not going electric. Maybe someday. I mean, I, I did play a little electric on this album. Just just a little bit backing. Like, you can't hear it anyway. But it's just like... But yeah, no. I'm not going to do electric for a bit. Because my... I don't know. This is my sound. Like, I play some piano songs, but like this guitar is my thing. So now I have this Sigma, this mahogany guitar that's really good. Where'd you buy it? Online. Online. I just oh, heard it. That's risky. It is risky. Isn't it? Not? I heard a lot of samples of it, and like oh, it sounds really good. I like the tone of that guitar, and it works. I think. It How come good. online, not in person? That's an interesting decision to make. Because I couldn't find it in person. I you were specific. This brand. I found this online, and like I heard it online. Like that sounds really good, and I would love to hear it in person. But there was nothing available in person, so I just eventually decided to take the plunge and buy it. And it was really cheap, relatively. I mean, relatively cheap. It was two hundred fifty for the guitar. Oh wow! So it's not bad. But they had no pickup, so I spent like another two hundred yeah. for the pickup. That's gonna happen to me. Yeah. Uh, I just recently bought a. Uh, I haven't picked it up yet. Oh really? Uh, no, not yet. At uh, fucking um, Martin's. Oh, you bought a Martin? A dreadnought. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, and it's it's just no pickup though. No pickup. Yeah. Which was what I went in there for. It's like I need to buy an, an, an acoustic and with you the can pickup. Even get the, the sound hole pickups. But too. but Israel came with me. He convinced me to just buy it and just yeah. do the pickup later. Yeah. It's gonna be another two hundred bucks or so. Yeah, because you can get like the sound hole pickups too that'll work just as good. Yeah. And and who installed the pickup for you was it Tap Tempo? Tap Tempo, yeah, yeah. a cool place or Guitar Center, any place is work. But you know, support the local businesses if you can. Right, buy online to have the local businesses customize it for you. Yeah, so I did. Yeah, half and half. Half and half. There you go. <laughs> Every, everyone wins. Everybody on a macro and micro level. Exactly. I dig at it. And how's this been? Uh, guitar been working out for you? I love it. I think it sounds cool. Uh, I'm going to keep this for a while. Awesome. Awesome. All right, Marty. Uh, before uh, you close out the show with a uh, acoustic performance, uh, where can people check out your stuff? And, and do you have uh, a website coming yeah, on? Yeah, I mean, uh, I revised my website because I really wanted people to direct people there. But you can even go from there to all the social media stuff. So but go to martymerlo.com. It's M-A-R-D-I-M-O-R-I-L-L-O.com. What song are you going to play for us? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know by Marty Maria. I don't know. <laughs> All right. Uh, I'll figure it out in like two minutes. Like, All right. All right. Let, let me set up. Now, when you're ready. All right. Uh, this is called Wild Over You. It's not on the EP because I'm smart. I like to market things that are not on the EP. <laughs> drive me insane in a good way I just lose my brain when I see your face and I can't explain why I feel this way you make my heart race I can't help myself when I see you I go mad I go mad I've never
I could spend my life 